your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. And we got a good episode for you today. Tommy and I are both in the middle of midterms and, and going to spring break soon. So we've, we've, we've been crazy busy the last few days, but we're going to take some time to talk about a bit of a light news week in terms of NHL. Uh, we talk about some of the Blues injury recoveries, a uh, couple of important guys coming back, uh, and a couple of important guy not coming to St. Louis this weekend, and Alex Petrangelo, we'll be getting into that, um, as well as some other various topics. Um, the recent NBA controversy I kind of want to get into at the top of the podcast, so we'll, we'll definitely talk about that as well. But before we do, I just want to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, so just to get it uh, out of the way, first things first, I do want to spend a little bit of time about the recent uh, news in the NBA. Um, I know, Tommy, you said you saw it, but for those of you that might have missed it, uh, center for the Miami Heat, Myers Leonard, who's hasn't really been playing this year. He's on injured reserve right now, but still a prominent figure. You know, uh, a lot of a lot of people follow him. He was live streaming a video game, uh, a lot of viewers, and during a moment of frustration, uh, let loose an uh, anti-Semitic slur. I'm not going to repeat it on air because there's no need to, but it, it's, you know, it's an anti-Semitic slur. It, it, it's, he, he said he claimed he didn't know what it meant. He did, whatever, besides the point. Um, the only reason I wanted to talk about it is because I feel like it got swept under the rug and is already yesterday's news, and that's really disappointing to me as a proud Jewish man. I, I, I feel like it, it often gets swept under the rug when this sort of thing happens. We saw it a few months ago with Deshaun Jackson when he literally quoted Adolf Hitler on his story and received support from his colleagues um, and didn't really face a whole lot of backlash. So it's just another example. You know, he, whatever, the league investigates it, great. They find him 50K, great. That's literally a Venmo transaction he won't blink twice at. Suspend him a week, great. He wasn't playing anyways. And he won't forfeit any salary. So in my mind, this was an opportunity where the NBA and the public eye in general could have taken a, a stance and made a made an impact and really just said, hey, this casual anti-Semitism that's been creeping around the NBA for the past few months, no more of it. You know, made an example out of Myers Leonard. He wasn't playing anyways. Give him a big suspension. Give him a big fine. It's, it's not going to matter. Make an example out of it. And yet it, it's just going to be another one of those things that's now chalked up, you know, you know, complain about the ref, 50K fine. Anti-Semitic slur, 50K fine. So I'm just really disappointed in that. And I wanted to do my part to spread awareness about it since I think that the NBA didn't do their part. And I just wanted to share my piece on that. But I don't want to talk about it any further because I don't want to give any more spotlight to the situation. And let's talk about some hockey, Tommy. Hey, I am 100% down for that. And I think uh, you worded that whole sequence very eloquently, Josh. And I am behind you 100%. Even in the absurd instance that he doesn't know what that word means, like throwing around words like that carelessly. Uh, Obviously, he knows what context it's used in. Uh, Just absolutely ridiculous. And I do think that the NBA missed up on an opportunity, like you said, to make an example out of him and kind of push that narrative further. But getting into the hockey talk, we both talked about Vladimir Tarasenko's return uh, individually. Uh, Coming together now, I think we're going to have some electric conversation about that. But for starters, I think we need to address the fact that Oscar Sundquist sounds like he's lined up to make his 
return to the lineup this weekend, and that is massive against a Vegas team that's kind of sputtered a little bit in these last couple of games, but for the most part this season has been firing on all cylinders behind a catalyst and an absolute wall in net and Marc-Andre Fleury, who's just putting up some insane numbers right now. Uh, It should be a fun sequence and a fun couple of games this weekend to really kind of gauge where this Blues team is at even with all the injuries going on, even with the learning curve and finally getting their feet wet in that system, it does feel like this team has finally figured out how they can work as a cohesive unit together on the power play in their defensive zone exits, what have what have you. So I do think it's going to be a lot closer than a lot of analysts probably suspect this series is going to be. Vegas is a really good team. They're, they might be playing like the best team in the NHL so far throughout this season. They got a, only a handful of losses, five or six, something like that. Um, and you know, they've always battled hard against the blues historically, but the other thing is the blues have always played well against them historically. Um, I think I, I don't know it off the top of my head, but if you look back, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if the matchup, if the, if the matchups are pretty even in terms of wins and losses, um, they just match up well against each other. And I think especially considering Petrangelo won't be joining the team, uh, joining Vegas, not even St. Louis. It's, it's a weird thing to say, joining the team in St. Louis. But I, I, I want to say advantage St. Louis. I know I'm a little biased, but I think with the way that they've been playing lately, getting a guy like Vladimir Tarasenko back and getting, getting a guy like Oscar Sunkfist back, who I think might be top three most valuable forwards on the team, just in terms of the role he plays and in terms of getting wins for the team. So I think this is going to be a really rejuvenated Blues team. They, I think this recent stretch might have been the longest break that they've had all season, you know, four off days besides the COVID cancellation games, but even then. So I expect to, to see a hungry blues team. You know, they've, they've been playing really, really well as of late. Um, and, and they've been getting wins here and there. And I think they're, like you said, Tommy, they're just on the cusp of putting it all together. And who better to do that against than Vegas? Yeah. And I think they, they just got off a six game win streak when they went to face off against Minnesota and Minnesota beat them twice in a row. So uh, maybe, Maybe that means they're uh, maybe down on themselves a little bit, but probably coming into this series, they're a little more, they're a little more inclined to play some some seriously aggressive hockey, uh, which obviously they're known for, and I think that's why, like you were talking about, the the Blues always stack up well against them, uh, is because they kind of run similar systems with their skill guys and their forechecking uh, and all the ways that they play at that. But I I completely agree with Oscar Sundquist. I remember so many times because he's been hurt. A, pretty like handful of times over the last couple of years uh but they always post uh like his record or their record when he's not in the lineup versus when he is in the lineup uh he brings that ability to the penalty kill he brings that identity to the fourth or third line whatever he's playing on uh probably the third line considering uh Mm -hmm. our injuries right now but I think you said it best dude four days off in the middle of the week uh kind of let the other teams dream dude especially since the blues were kind of leading the pack in terms of games in hand letting the other teams rack up some miles, catch up to them in terms of games played. Uh, Plus getting some guys back to health. Like, you got to think, like, especially not to cut you off, but um, let me cut you off real quick. Yeah, no, um, no. That's <laughs> like exactly a guy what like I was Jay- going to lead that into, yeah. A guy like Jaden Schwartz skating recently, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, is, is no coincidence because when he, if, you don't, if you remember when he went down with injury what seems like months ago, Ruby even said if this were a playoff game, he'd be playing. So it really seems like what a lot of these guys need is just more than two days off in a row. It's really hard to rehab an injury when you're playing or expected to play an NHL game every other night. Like you don't have the time to get multiple practices in in a row. You know, the practice space is so limited already. 
so this four day break is 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 awesome, and I think there's no coincidence that we're seeing Vladimir Tarasenko, Oscar Sundquist, and now you know Jaden Schwartz isn't quite there yet, but uh, uh, three guys taking major major steps in their recovery process has to, co- directly coinciding with this week off. I think is exactly what the Blues needed. We're definitely going to see both goalies in this series coming up, and Jordan Bennington, I think, getting back in there after everything that happened with the San Jose Sharks. Uh, whether you think it was an act to get the Blues riled up or whether you think it was just him throwing a temper tantrum, for whatever reason that might be, I think it will be good for him to get his first game back in the net, uh, get that confidence. Because, I mean, if you even think about it, like that whole thing was caused because he was letting in a couple soft goals. And I'm sure he'll be the first one to tell you like that pisses him off because he knows he's capable of playing better. So, like I said, getting back in net for him, uh, getting some key saves, some big saves on big names like Mark Stone, uh, which actually, hopefully, he'll be in the lineup. I would assume he would be. He played last game, didn't he? Because I know he was hurt. Uh, I think so. I think I it was know, a, I I think it was a game time decision because he's on my fantasy team. So he was a game time decision. I think he ended up playing. I don't think he played well, but I would assume he'll be back in the lineup for them uh, this weekend. But Alex Tuck is, has been red hot for him, too, so... Well, let's look for Binner to make a couple of highlight real saves on guys like absolutely, that. Absolutely, absolutely. I'll tell you what, I would absolutely uh, bet on Bennington pitching a shutout in one of these games. Uh, and you know what, Tommy? If I'm going to do that, there's only one place that's got me covered, that's got us all covered, and that's betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. March Madness is coming up. Various tournaments are starting today. Big, Ten, I watched the Big Ten tournament this morning. It was great. Maryland beat Michigan State. Go Terps, baby. Uh, but Betamon even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. So if you're not that into sports, first of all, what are you doing on this podcast? But second of all, you can bet on The Bachelor, Survivor, Anything you could think of, they've got it all. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place, best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head over to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device today and sign up to receive your free 50% welcome bonus with that first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and don't forget to use that promo code Locked On. Now, you guys know... Our great friends over at Built Bar, they've been sponsoring us for a long time. We know them. We love them. But now they're putting our loyalties to the test and giving us the impossible task of picking a winner of Built Bar Madness. Now, what that is, it's March Madness, but with Built Bar. Every single day, they're putting different flavors up against each other. And today, we got two brutal mashups. I can't make this decision alone. I'm going to have to have Tommy come in and help me on this one. The first matchup we got, Caramel Brownie versus Cherry Barcia. That's a dead heat. I, Both are fine. I don't know. Both are delicious. Because you would think, Pers- like, uh, if, for normal brands of protein bars, you would think, like, a cherry flavor would be just not the move at all because everyone's so used to chocolate, caramel, uh, Oreo, all that stuff. But Cherry Barcia absolutely knocks it out of the park. And so I think for the shock value, that's kind of brings it up to the same level as a classic, like, caramel brownie. But I, dude, I love sweets, and caramel brownie just brings me back to like candy and all that stuff. So I think I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to lean to caramel brownie here, but it's not Ooh. by much. I mean, this is a tough one because I'm with you on all of your points. Both are tremendous flavors. Both are really tasty. Cherry Barcia's got that great iconic name. I, I, I want to lean towards Cherry Barcia, but that being said, the caramel brownie just tastes like a Snickers bar combined with a protein bar. I got to go Caramel Brownie as well. I think Caramel Brownie is defeating Cherry Barcia in a triple overtime thriller. That's a tough one, though. 
Second matchup we got isn't any easier. Lemon almond cheesecake versus carrot cake with walnuts. Now, the first time I opened up carrot cake with walnuts, I was like, I have never had carrot cake. Not the biggest walnut fan. Let's see how this goes. And I was beyond pleasantly surprised. Yeah, the the combination, you think, like, you look at it on paper. Uh, it's, a, it's like a lot of teams in the NHL. Like, you look at their teams on paper, you're like, I don't know how this would really work out. But then they just, out of the blue, have some fantastic chemistry. That's exactly what carrot cake with walnuts brings to the table for Built Bar. Uh, lemon almond cheesecake, I think, is a little more of like, oh, I could see how that would taste good. But carrot cake with walnuts kind of hits you right in the back of the head and wakes you up. So I think I'm going to go with that one as a sleeper pick uh, to take the dub over lemon almond cheesecake. Yep, I would have to agree just because of the the pure, uh, you know, the it was the U- UMBC a year ago beating Virginia, whenever yeah. that was. That's sort of what what's happening here with carrot cake with walnuts. It's not necessarily the superior flavor. It's not the pretty pick. delicious, right? But, but it's the one that's going to come out. On it is top. the gritty pick. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you want to check out any of those flavors, plus the 20 plus others that they've got, go to builtbar.com or built underscore bar on Twitter, and you can vote on your favorite Bill Bar. Remember to use that promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That is LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BillBar.com. And check back to see who's won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. All right, moving on, moving forward. We had a That was, a, that was definitely a, a rowdy debate about Bill Bars. But speaking of rowdy debates about food, I think you you do uh, decline to mention this at the top of the top of the hour because you thought I would forget. You thought I would forget. You thought we'd get through the 20 minutes. And I go, oh, darn. I knew there was something else. Uh-uh. So two unpopular food opinions that you have that uh, I have a little bit of, a little bit of, a little bit of qualms with. You, you sent out a tweet. You, you, it, was, it was pro blue cheese and pro coleslaw. I feel like people just pro okay, sta- okay, pro stanky cheese bro, and pro mayonnaise cabbage. Okay. What are you doing? The, the, the love for blue cheese goes as far as... Uh, I've had it on wings. I always get it on wings because you're disrespecting wings if you're not That's using different. blue cheese That's on them. Different. And I've had like a blue cheese salad before with the crumbles. That is actually fire. I did not think I was going to like it, but it's really good uh, because the subtlety of the salad and then the pungentness of the blue cheese really brings out the flavor. Uh, also, blue cheese burgers are amazing. So if you haven't tried one of those, I would highly recommend it. But okay. the critics, so- the critics of blue cheese love to make the well, argument listen, that you've... it's moldy cheese. No, hold on. I'm going on a t- I'm going off right now. So they love to say there's no way you should enjoy that. It's moldy cheese. No one should ever eat moldy cheese. But by that same argument, we would never eat anything ever because your favorite burgers are made from dead cows. Like it's the same kind of narrative. If you think of everything that we consume, whatever product it might be, I mean, berries and, like, vegetables and fruits and stuff are obviously different, but, like, frozen taquitos, all of that stuff. You think about how it's made, video of hot dogs. People eat those all the time, and no one yells at them for it. So I, Yeah, but I there are cheeses I, that aren't stinky. There dude, aren't burgers that aren't dead cow. Hot dogs are bits and pieces of a bunch of bastardized meats thrown together to make it look like a pink right, sauce and then right. thrown in a casing. Like it's the same Look, kind of. You can't argument. just you can't you can't just name the only three instances when blue cheese is acceptable in society and then pretend like blue cheese is good. It is blue good. cheese is a blue cheese is a three trick pony. No way. Three tr- burgers. I haven't had it. Salads? I haven't had it in any Wait. other scenario. But I would exactly I would, if you had Blue it on a if you had it on a grilled cheese. I bet it would bang. 
Hundred percent. Blue, blue cheese is like is like is a great like utility guy that can come off your bench and like oh man I really need a, a salad or I really need a burger that tastes kind of bad but the bad is good question mark. That's when blue cheese is acceptable or when you got some really spicy wings that you want to balance out by saying wow this this cheese tastes not that good. That's when wings are. That's when. So blue cheese if is you acceptable. like it on those three things, then how can you say you don't like blue cheese? Because would I? You wouldn't catch me dead eating a hunk of blue cheese a hunk of bro you wouldn't catch me dead eating a hunk of any cheese it's used as a compliment to anything is last dude i'm just gonna go to my fridge pull out a brick of cheddar and take a bite out of it and see how that i'm saying what the fuck are you talking about when when unassisted (laughs) by delivery methods via salads or burgers or chicken wings blue cheese is inferior i would make the argument that when unassisted any cheese is inferior Right. What but, cheese but, are but you just going to have raw? Uh, you you never had like one of those like baby bell cheeses or okay, like a little, little no, those are like, good. mozzarella cheese. Those are good. Or I'll, like I'll or like or like you're a kid in the grocery store and the in the nice man at the deli counter hands you a slice of American cheese and you devour that shit. If you were a 6-year-old child and the deli man handed you a slice of blue cheese, you would cry. Okay, but just because it's used better as a compliment than it is eating raw doesn't mean it's bad just means you got to know how to utilize it and i think the blues are doing a very good job of utilizing vladimir tarasenko right now you're not getting out of this without me <laughs> either okay coleslaw Dude, you don't is need... also garbage no coleslaw is yeah, good when it's me, made let me, well let me, let me take some stringy cabbage with some other veggies and just dunk it in vinegar and mayonnaise enjoy all this tells me is you've just never had good coleslaw, which honestly, I can understand where you're coming from with your take, but also I feel bad for you because if when, the food when is coleslaw is made to... well, it's amazing. When it's made bad, okay. it's probably one of but the worst foods. If if the food is that volatile, then it can't be it can't be something you actively enjoy. You you enjoy it in in spirits, yes, a good coleslaw, but you can't just say straight up I like coleslaw because 75% of coleslaw is dog water. Only when it's made bad, though. Like, I'm not gonna go. But, I'm not gonna go to like a say, fast Would you food, say? Like, would you say a majority of coleslaw is made bad or made good? I would say, I don't know. The majority that I have is good, but I think there's a lot of people that have a lot. I would say higher palate for coleslaw than I do, because like people go to Canes and just say, "Yeah, don't, don't give me the coleslaw." But like, I, I don't mind the coleslaw there. It's not great. It's not fantastic. It's nothing to write home about. It's not the best coleslaw I've ever had, but it's not bad. Now, if you get coleslaw from like a cafeteria school lunch and that's your entire experience with coleslaw, yeah, I could see why you'd be like, dude, coleslaw is disgusting. Get what I'm getting out here? I think at the end of the day, my take on coleslaw is similar to that of blue cheese. If, if there is a recipe that includes one of the two, I will, I will, I'm not going to say no coleslaw, please, or no blue that. cheese, because it's not like something that makes... But I would never go out of my way on a menu to say, ooh, blue cheese, that's going to be fire. Or, ooh, coleslaw... It's one of those, like, it's an afterthought. I don't think it can be like a, man, you ever been to that place there? Blue cheese is fire. No one ever says that. That's no, true. That, that's but not... if I go to a place and they have a blue cheese burger, nine times out of ten, I'm getting it. Okay, okay. You know, I feel like this was a this was a good productive discussion yeah let me speak my piece a little bit okay but here's the thing josh you can't get off the hook that easily either so Uh the tweet was too uncommon or unpopular food takes so i need two from you you do well i i will i will get those to you but first i'm gonna give you a popular take that we can all agree with and that is rockauto.com is the best place to get all your auto parts and deeds with the ever-increasing number of makes 
and models, it is now nearly impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry when you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box, so you know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We'll be right back with the end of today's episode. All right. So you need two popular, unpopular food opinions. Yeah. That's a, uh, I haven't. Th- I haven't thought about this. Let's see. Let's see. We could save it for like, the next uh, episode too. Well, let me let me I, let me let me see if I, I can think of anything off off the top of my head, off the dome, like that that makes people go, "What the heck are you doing?" Yeah, what do you like that everybody's like, huh? I, I would argue that there are a few. I mean, apart from like the obvious, I would argue that there are a few things that would not be made better with the addition of peanut butter. I think peanut butter is 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 the greatest addition to ninety percent of foods out there. I would agree. You know, a lot of people a lot of people are hating on peanut butter. Okay, good. A lot of people hate on peanut butter. Not a lot of people hate on peanut butter. When? Bro, my, I, like, like, I feel like if you don't like peanut butter, you don't like peanut butter. Like, my dad hasn't eaten peanut butter in, like, 15 years. Like, it's not like one of it's like, ugh, I don't like this because peanut butter. It's like, it's like you refuse. My, 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 my buddy, too, he's been hanging out here the last few days. I offered him, like, a, a peanut butter chocolate, like, you know, cake thing, whatever, delicious. He's like, oh, man, I don't eat peanut butter. I'm like, what do you mean you don't eat peanut butter? You're allergic? He's like, no, I just don't like it. What? How? So my sister, my sister was allergic growing up, so we just never had it in the house. And then when she moved out, I just like didn't really try it because I had never really had it, so I didn't know what it tasted like. So I didn't avoid it, but I was like, yeah, I just don't really eat it. And then my friends put me on, and like the first time I tried it, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. And then like I tried it two mm. more times with like chocolate, and I tried a PB and J. I was like, okay, yeah, this is <laughs> this is beautiful. <laughs> Bro, peanut butter banana, forget yep. it. Bangs. Forget it. Forget it. In any forget kind it. of in any kind of shake or like ice cream or anything, yeah, game over. Bro, I got a sm- I got a smoothie yesterday. It was banana, mango, pineapple, coconut milk, and and then I'm like, can you throw some peanut butter in there? Yeah. Best decision I've ever made. Give it a nice little touch. <laughs> Unbelievable. Speaking of good additions to things, Vladimir Tarasenko's back. Yeah, he's what a great think of his, dude. I I'm going nuts about his play, and it's not even about his shot. Like you would think, with everyone talking about and hyping up, like his presence on the power play and coming back and being being able to score goals for a team that's kind of struggled with scoring chances. His playmaking these last two games that he's played, I just he's finding he's finding tape on blades like, I, like a needle in a haystack. Like it's easy for him. Yeah, and I I just, yeah. like he's just threading passes through, and I'm like God. Like I forgot. You forget how good of a hockey player he is besides mm-hmm. the fact of like obviously he's got one of the best probably five top 10 shots in the league you know yeah yeah and not to like not to trash on the guy but but one of the reasons i was so hesitant about his return is he kind of has the tendency to get a little frustrated and get some tunnel vision when he's not scoring um so like his 
whenever the criticisms of Tarasenko's lack of effort come out, because unfortunately those have happened. Um, it's always been during a scoring slump. It's always been, you know, when he's not producing the way he's wanted to. So I was really worried that he was going to have have high, too high expectations for himself and expect to just get right back into it after not playing for a year and a half and get frustrated. But he's almost done the exact opposite. Like, if you look, he's not even, like, he, he's working himself into the offense. Like, he's not he's not taking dumb shots. He's not He's not kind of over overworking for shots he's not you know getting tunnel vision to the net he's making the the right pass almost before looking for the shot so he's almost accepted the fact that he has to get up to speed in terms of the offense and 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 use that to his advantage said oh these defenses are expecting me to fire off a a wicked snapshot into the top corner instead i'm going to thread a tape to tape pass and set up an even better chance for my for my line mate and i would argue this might be the best playmaking we've ever seen out of him I would agree, and I think he just looks more comfortable, and he really looks healthy. I mean, that power, his iconic power move when he's on the outside, has the puck on uh, on his stick with one hand, drops his shoulder in the defenseman, and then cuts cuts across the slot. I feel like I've seen that a couple times in these last uh, two games, and at that rate, it's a lot more often than we've seen in his last probably three or four years with this team. Uh, obviously, he's been hurt during that. He's been playing hurt during that. But uh, seeing him kind of back to his old ways and being comfortable doing that move right off the jump, uh, I mean, that's that's cause for progress in any regard. So Yeah, and plus, did you see his, his reaction to when Mikola got his first NHL role? Yeah, that was Best amazing. I love that, that was so the, much. He's, yeah, he's love- already like, the nine out of ten on the excited scale first goal and he just loses it even more oh the best yeah the best. and and i love the fact that he's playing on a line with ryan o'reilly and jordan Cairo too because depending on what happens in 2023 that could very well be the first line of, of the future for the st louis blues team you know what i'm saying and i get jordan Cairo's kind of been jordan cairo has been kind of quiet lately like he's still getting like assists here and there but obviously he's not taking the league by storm like he was earlier on in the season i think vladimir tarasenko coming back once they get uh that chemistry start figuring out where each other are on the ice being centered by a guy like ryan o'reilly who wins so many face-offs they're gonna have the puck uh in the offensive zone the majority of the time i mean that just sounds like a recipe for success for this blues team and i can't wait to see uh how they kind of progress and evolve over the next week and a half week two weeks three weeks it's going to be a sight for sore eyes, let me tell you. This, uh, I feel like we've been saying it for a while now, just because of how damn hard the Blues have been hit by this injury bug, but this team is slowly but surely working its way to full form and adding a piece a day here and there, and we're seeing more and more just the full potential of this team. So I'm, I'm really excited to... We're getting there. I know we've been saying it for a while now, but we're getting there. We're, we're close to seeing that final product, and it looks like playoff time will be... We good. Yeah, and even if you look back to like the beginning of the season, we were talking about all the problems this team had with defensive zone exits and the power play and the penalty kill and all of those things. If you look at the team now, they've been doing like the power play looks night and day difference, right? Uh, they've actually been scoring goals, producing, swinging the puck around, going high to low, east to west. Uh, everything you want to see from a power play unit, uh, and that's going to be big against Vegas coming up in this series. Uh, the problem is Vegas, I think, is second in the league in terms of their penalty kill. So the Blues won't be able to rely on their power play for goal production as much. I feel like a lot of the goals are going to come at 5-on-5 five five in this series. So uh, that's something to look for uh, towards the towards the towards this upcoming weekend. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we will get more into that. I think we have another episode coming out between now and the game. So we will get more into that for sure between now and then. So make sure you stay tuned to that. 
hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. That way you get notified whenever we uh, have a new upload. You can listen to it right away. Make sure to go check out Locked on Bets if you want. If you need any sort of betting advice to use over at betonline.ag. New show starting up over there. They got great stuff. And then you, got, you need some last-minute NHL fantasy advice, check out the Locked on NHL fantasy show. They got great stuff over there as well. But for that being said, thanks so much for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Did I get it all, Tommy? Yep, you got it all. At Locked On Blues. There you go. At Locked On Blues. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Follow Tommy at T Welcher15. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, let's go blues. <laughs>